0: the Thai cats audio network this is
1: speaking with the enemy
0: and as we continue our look around the CFL on Speaking with the Enemy Free Agency Edition, we head west where it's, I'm told it's very cold today in Edmonton, but getting warmer. So as we dig ourselves out here in Ontario, of all this snow, joined by Morley Scott. He's the play-by-play voice on 630 Ched in Edmonton. Morley, uh, is, do I have my facts right on that? Is its is it, is it minus 20 right now,
1: but getting up to six by tomorrow? Is that right? It was uh, minus 28 overnight, uh, <laughs> and that's without the wind chill. So yeah, it's it's still cold here. but. But it is it's going above zero today so by the end of the day today and tomorrow and the weekend looks like it's going to be all right so uh, we're happy with it we've actually we've had a pretty weird stretch it's been cold during the week and the weekends have been nice so we'll take that uh,
0: well we didn't bring you on to talk about the weather we brought you on to talk about the Edmonton Elks and if I had told you a year ago even that Chris Jones would not only be back in the CFL but back in Edmonton would you ever have believed me
1: uh, yeah, I would actually, I believe you be back in the CFL. I'm not sure if I would have believed Edmonton or not, but, uh, obviously there's, uh, there's some, uh, some bridges that have been rebuilt and some fences that have been mended and, uh, he's back and most importantly committed to Edmonton and the Elks. And I think everybody's uh, pretty happy around town. Uh, most people are pretty happy that he's back because I mean, as one player told me when Christian Jones walks in your building, you're a better play. you're a better team, right? Then and there. And I and I think he has that swagger that he can bring with him. I mean, he's got experience in in rebuilds. He did one here in 2014 or was a part of it anyway, with then general manager Red Hervey, uh, winning in the Grey Cup in 2015. Uh, he helped uh he put together a pretty good team in Saskatchewan before he left there. Uh so yeah, he's got experience and he's, you know, uh, he's he's a great talent finder. He's a guy who can really go out and find talent. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to is seeing those off-the-radar guys uh, that, that he picks up. I mean, he's signed a lot of players now whom we don't really know a lot about. They're, they're U.S. college free agents or uh, former NFL uh, or guys who've tried out in the NFL and haven't quite made it, but he's signed them. Uh, and he's got a history of finding those kind of players to bring them in. And uh, they turn into stars after, after a while. So I'm looking forward to seeing that side of it. And then, of course, we all know, you know, free agency, uh, every coach and GM has players he likes and players have coaches that they like to play for. I think that match might be out there for a few players, and we'll see how it develops over the weekend and into Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I mean, to that point, he's got his work cut out for him. Uh, the, the Edmonton Elks tying the Red Blacks with the worst record in the CFL last season. So they will have the first overall pick in this year's draft. But let's stick on free agency. There's rumors floating around. Where do you think Chris Jones might look to make a splash, you know, come
1: Tuesday? Uh, well, uh he's uh he's a, he's made a lot of moves releasing some players uh, especially along the D line and a, and a trade along the D line and and some guys haven't been re-signed. So uh I think the the defensive line is willow target and I think a lot of people believe he's going after Duke Williams. So the Saskatchewan Roughriders riders uh, whom uh, he was not associated with in Edmonton. Uh Duke came after after Chris Jones left uh, uh Edmonton, but uh he obviously knows he's a good player and I think uh, those two mix well together. In fact, Chris may have been you <laughs> instrumental in getting him on their neg list. I'm not sure back in the day when he was here before, but uh, that's that's the one guy that everyone believes that that he's going after uh, in free agency. We'll have to see how the rest of it shakes down, but the, right now the, they have Darrell Walker and Greg Allenson who are both free agents, so I'm not sure if they're going to be back um, and uh, Jones has to go up and, and kind of get that marquee receiver and right now everyone believes it's Duke Williams. You mentioned the, 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 the skills of Chris Jones in terms of talent evaluation.
0: If he's looking at this team like as it's currently constructed are, are there pieces that you think are are untouchable or just is chris jones coming in here and saying hey you know they've they've paid me to do this job and and i don't care what what your your resume
1: says uh you could be out of here you just described chris jones in a nutshell right <laughs> there and he said it he said every position is being evaluated and every player will come to camp fighting for his job i think the only position that i would say right now is untouchable will be at running back where uh, Jones has gone out and re-signed James Wilder Jr who's uh, you know already had his first shot and uh, said he'll be fully vaxxed so by the time he gets to training camp he and his family so um that to me is the only position that is solidified right now is that running back spot with uh, with JWJ other than that everything's up in the air i mean everything's up in the air there could be there could be a, a vast amount of changes from the starting lineup last year to this year especially uh, well I was going to say especially on defense but i mean offense is in the same situation special teams as well uh, are going to have a lot of new faces on it too so yeah it's it's going to be a different looking team in green and gold this year is there a, there's, there's that rumor floating around that Ottawa and Edmonton
0: are are both very interested in the services of Jeremiah Masoli is there a buzz i mean Masoli started his CFL career with the Elks back in 2013 how is that kind of playing out among the fan base right now
1: I, I think the fan base, you know, they were anxious to see Nick Arbuckle last year and never got a chance to see him after he was acquired. He just basically practiced with the team and did not play a game. I think they're anxious to see him. But I mean, Jeremiah Masoli, he's he's got the swagger. I mean, he's a, he's an MOP uh, nominee uh, for the Eastern Conference a couple of years ago. He's obviously recovered from the knee injury, uh, had a pretty good finish to the season uh, when he came in and played at the end. And and I, and he's a really good quarterback. And and he's uh, you know he's multifaceted too. He's not just a throwing guy. He can he can run a little bit as well, so um, I, I think there there'd be some interest in him in the fan base. I, I don't think anyone would be upset if they went out and signed Jeremiah Masoli. Uh, I, I I gotta wonder, you know, what Jones is thinking and his offensive coaching staff about Taylor Cornelius and where he fits him. A guy who's got. Uh, a lot of potential, a lot of skill had a rough year last year in certain areas, but I mean, he had a rough year on a really bad football team at times. So, uh, he, uh, he might have the potential and, and might have the interest that Jones says. Yeah. You know, he's, he's six, five, he's got a great arm. He might be the guy they want to work with and kind of, kind of mold a little bit, but we'll see. And, and Nick Arbuckle is a bit of a question mark too. Uh, a guy who had a really good run in Calgary in 2019 when he when he mm. filled in for Bo Levi Mitchell and that made him the the hottest prospect at quarterback. But since then he hasn't been able to to turn the page and, and and move forward like I think a lot of people thought he would, especially in Toronto with with Ryan Dinwiddie as his coach. It didn't it didn't materialize and they chose to go with McLeod Bethel Thompson over him and traded him here so where he never got a chance to play. Like I said, so he hasn't played a lot and he hasn't got a chance to prove himself. And and I'm interested to see how he works out as well. Uh, the Elks have signed him. He is. A under contract for next year. So, uh, and is, as is Taylor Cornelius. So uh, those are the guys that I think that right now are at the top of the jet chart. but that could all change on Tuesday at at noon Eastern time. Right.
0: Yeah. It should be very fun to watch. You mentioned Duke Williams as a name. Is there somebody else you think, or is there a certain position? You mentioned DN. Is there like, there are a lot of names floating around. A lot of guys still yet to be signed. Uh, And especially with the Elks, you know, new, you know, president, you know, after last season, you want to get right back in there. You want the fans to get excited about this team again. Do you think that's kind of part of the thinking that, you know, if we can bring in a couple of big name guys, we can get back to winning ways
1: sooner rather than later? I think so. I, I you know, Jones has a history of being able to turn it around rather quickly. I mean, he took a four and 14 team from 2013 when he came to Edmonton and uh, turned them into a 12 win team in 14 and then a 14 win team in 15 and the gray cup uh it was a little slower in Saskatchewan he had a rough year his first year but after after his first year they were a pretty good team in year two and three so and and you know it was mostly kind of his team in in the year after he left as well and they had a pretty good team that season also with Craig Dickinson in charge so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's hard to get a handle on, on, on where he's leaning, um, uh, because, uh, he's already shown a pension for, for bringing in some veteran players. And he's done that with Tony Washington, uh, coaxing Darius Bowman out of retirement, uh, getting the contract for Manny Arsenault as well. Um, he seems to, he seems to want some stability at some positions with some veteran guys he's familiar with, and that's kind of been his MO over the years too. So, you know, if you look at the, if you look at the free agency list, maybe draw some lines to where these guys have uh, have uh, you know met up before? Maybe Ed Gainey's a guy. He's released mm-hmm. a couple of defensive backs that started here last year. Since um, since he's arrived, Ed Gainey pretty much has said he's not going back to Saskatchewan. I believe Jones recruited him to Saskatchewan, so we'll see if there's a connection there uh, come Tuesday as well. Uh, you've obviously followed the
0: league quite a long time. What, what do you make of this uh, this legal tampering period? I, you know, it's, it's it's a fan. There's a lot of fan you know engagement on it, especially like you said, Ed Gainey with that cryptic tweet. Just your thoughts on on this this tampering period? Does it make Tuesday a little
1: more exciting? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the fact that fans are talking about it. And I like the players tweet about it. Uh, I think it's great for the league to have that week uh, leading up to free agency where, you know, players can talk to teams, teams can talk to players, but most importantly, fans get some information. I mean, Mm -hmm. we got to get past the dark days of the Canadian football league where they went silent over the off season. And that's changed a lot since my time started in in the CFL 10 or 11, 12 years ago now, but uh, it's, it's got to become like the NFL in my mind in Canada, like more, a, more round-the-clock coverage, round-the-calendar coverage, because uh, it just goes away too much during uh, mm-hmm. during the off-season. And I think this is a good step in the right direction to make sure that people talk about the Canadian Football League. And uh, it's just comical that they have to call it legal tampering. You know, <laughs> just... <laughs> Read into that what you might, but yeah. now it, it's, you know, everything I said to you last week still stands, but this yeah. week I'm allowed to tell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny because even the players
0: that I've talked to, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you were so close to free agency. And they're like, well, you know, with the tampering period open. And it's just, it's just a funny word that uh, just back to kind of the, from the top down, when it comes to this Elks team, uh, fresh start, is that kind of the mindset right now? Is that wiping this slate clean and that, you know, how do they get that
1: city more, excited about the Elks in
0: 2022.
1: That is the goal for sure. There has been, uh, there's no doubt about it. There's been a disconnect between the fan base and his franchise over the last couple of years. Part of that was due to COVID and the fact that you really can't get out in the community. Uh, But part of that was done because of the way Things were handled to a certain extent, you know, and and fans were upset about, you know, the new mobile ticketing, uh, the, the LRT uh, went down here going to the stadium. That's not the Elks fault, but it's their problem. And they've had to deal with it and they get the complaints about it. Uh, you know, there's just been so many things that have have just kind of gnawed at the fan base and now they got to a point near the end of last season where they're just fed up with it and and they yeah. just wanted wholesale changes and they got it uh credit to uh, the elks board of directors for listening to the fans uh i mean you can't take direction from the fans all the time, right? Yeah. Um, or you'd be firing a coach every time he missed the playoffs, right? Uh, or, or lost a game. Yeah. But credit to them, this was a time they had to listen, and they did. So credit to them for doing that. Uh, they've made some moves. Uh, I'm, I've been so impressed with the new president so far, uh, Victor Kui. He has come in, and uh, he's just engaging the fans. I mean, he gets on Twitter, and he and he just – he's trolling the fans. He's looking for fans, and he's talking to them, and he's starting conversations about the Elks on Twitter. And I mean trolling in a good way. When yeah. I say that, <laughs> um, uh, he, he he's just been very active already. He's only been on the job for just a uh, well, officially just since the start of the month. But he's been yeah. in town and, and has been appointed the job for for almost two weeks now. So, but he's been he's been very active. He's, he's done a lot of interviews, uh, and I, I so often see him seeing a comment on Twitter and reaching out to that fan and, and having a conversation with them, whether they be a fan or possibly an an alumni player. And the conversation mm-hmm. often ends for him with uh, DM me. We'll talk about this. And so he's. Very open to listening to the fans, as, as he said, he hasn't looked under the hood yet at everything, but that's coming, and, and there's going to be a full forensic investigation into the franchise. I think done by him to make sure that you know things are running the way he wants them to run moving forward. But so far, he's been a breath of fresh air as far as, uh, especially dealing with the fan base, because that's where the work has to be done, and and that is his job more so than the coach and the GM and the players, because. You know they're not around right now. When the season comes, no. maybe that changes a little bit. But but right now it's Victor Quee's job, and uh, he's he's doing really well at it. He's really getting involved. And and I, one thing I noticed is a lot of fans are saying. I looked up the new president on Twitter, and I found out he's already following me. So <laughs> he's been back in Edmonton, and he's been watching from uh, from afar. And and he says he's been taking notes. Uh, because he knew that he was going to get another opportunity at some point to apply for this job. And uh, he's been taking notes and, and he's ready to, to, to move in and, uh, and really try and make a difference. And, and we'll see how long it takes. It's not an easy fix. That's for sure, because you got to get the trust back of a lot of people, the fans. Yeah. Yummy! I mean, the attendance here last couple of home games it was a bad. Team it was cold, but the attendance was atrocious, atrocious for the last couple of games. And it's just it's just something that this franchise is not used to. And we have to get back get it back to where it was in years past.
0: Well, it's never a dull moment when Chris Jones is around, so it should make for a very exciting 2022 season. Morley, uh, great to check in with you. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it.
1: Anytime, Louie. Appreciate it.